Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hello, my friends. I'm Michael Unbroken, host of the Think Unbroken podcast and founder of thinkunbroken.com. And I'm honored to be your trauma coach and mentor because I believe that everyone is capable of getting unstuck, cultivating self-love, and becoming the hero of their own story. I believe that when implemented correctly, the practical tools and education you will receive from this show will help you lead an unbroken and extraordinary life. 
I believe that no matter what we come from, that we all have the ability to choose ourselves first, to create and manifest a powerful and grace-filled future and love the reflection in the mirror. I believe that every day is a day to grow, learn, heal, and change. That's why I started my company, thinkunbroken.com, which is an online training and healing and personal growth platform where you get everything that I know about how to get motivated, be accountable, get out of the vortex, and become the hero of your own story through community, connection, and commitment. For more information, visit thinkunbroken.com. Please listen closely as you may learn just one thing that will help you be unbroken. And please share this episode with at least three of your friends because we all need community and connection in our healing journey. And be sure to DM me and tag me on Instagram at Michael Unbroken so that I can say hi. I just want to thank you again for being a part of this, for listening and being a member of the Unbroken Nation. Now, let's get into today's show and make the world unbroken. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Michael Unbroken here, author, speaker, coach, entrepreneur, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma. And you are listening to the Michael Unbroken podcast. Super excited to be joined by one of my great friends, Military Mike, today. Mike is a naval veteran, best selling author, investor, coach, and multi passionate entrepreneur. He teaches veterans high income skills so they can increase their earning potential and earn their American dream that they have fought hard to defend. Got goosebumps even talking about it. Military Mike, what is up, my man? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Thanks so much for having me on the show. Man, I'm, I'm so good. Super excited to have you here. Super excited to be connected with you. I love your story. I love your mission. It's so much about what I think about as we move towards creating change and expansion in the world, how we come together to help each other. Now, a little background for, for folks listening. You and I actually connected. We were in a pitch off front of Grant <laughs> Cardone. My audience has probably heard me say this 10 million Dude. times. They're tired of hearing it at this point. But you were right there and, and something really incredible happened in that moment. And, and, and Grant helped invest, what was it, 10,000 books to get 10, to 000. veterans yep. around the world, right? That's Amazing. It. Amazing. And so, Mike, you and I connected there. We met up in Miami, both exhausted from being all over the world and traveling and just sat there and just took it in, soaked it in, learned. You know, I, I like to consider myself a learner, but before we dive into you as an educator and someone inspiring the world, tell us about your journey. How did you get to this moment? Oh, man, appreciate it. Uh, so I, I got to say, it, it really all comes from this idea that or this mindset that I have that life is too short you know I, I've, I've kind of experienced a few things in life that have taught me that I need to give more I need to produce more I need to do more right you can't just come onto this earth and not leave an impact behind right before it's too late I lost my mom when I was six years old and at that moment, you know, from sickle cell, this, this disease that I didn't really fully understand, but I knew I had a portion of, right? And this was, this was you know, stemming in, in my family. I knew that there was, a, there was a clock that was put on my life and on, you know, other people in my family's life. And so with that clock in mind, I, I've always had this, 
you know, this need and desire to do a lot, you know, I, I mean, I know Grant Cardone calls it an obsession. Other people, they might think you're crazy because you do so much, right? But to me, it's just like, well, if I have this clock on, on my life, then why, why die, right, without putting myself out there, right, without, without trying at the very least? So um, I, I kind of grew up loving James Bond. I know you and I kind of, kind of gelled over that <laughs> when no. we met. Uh, James Bond is kind of he was like a huge hero figure in my life early on as a child. But I loved, you know, how he looked in a suit. I loved how, you know, he did jumped out of planes, did all these really cool things. So anyway, fast forward, I joined the military. And when I joined the military, I, I, I realized that I was in a community that didn't necessarily have long term potential for me. I, I knew that um, I enjoyed my time in the service, but you know, there were some sacrifices that I had to make. I wasn't ready to give up, you know, and I, and I definitely love serving my country. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, when you are in an environment where you're away from home for long periods of time, it can be depressing. And when you're in an environment where your leadership, you don't necessarily trust them, right? Or, you know, you, you don't feel comfortable in the environment you're in, you're going to look for means of escape. And in the service, a lot of people don't talk about this, but, you know, there's there's this um, encouragement in of drinking, right? Drugs sometimes even, like all these unhealthy ways that people cope with the stress and they look for this means of escape. And it creates a, a cynical cycle that, that becomes detrimental, right, in the long term. And you hear about all these veterans committing suicide. You hear about all these veterans going homeless, right? Um, and just kind of losing themselves in their transition. This is where it stems from, man. And it's tough. And I almost went down that route myself, you know, and so it wasn't until I started my journey to self help, right? And, and transformation is when I realized I needed to change everything I was doing. And, you know, from then on, it was just getting into real estate, investing, learning how to teach other people with marketing and skills and business and, um, and just kind of growing from there, man. And really just, I, I don't know, I got to say, like, like I said, life is too short. And if you're not doing something to leave an impact on other people's lives and, and leaving something behind you, then you're, you're just kind of living a, a life of, I don't know, I, I don't even know what to say, right? You're just kind of living a life of, you know, loneliness and emptiness. And uh, that's, that's it, man. Yeah. And, and being unfulfilled, right? And, and, and unfulfilled. I resonate with that in such a real way, because, you know, I spent my teens and my 20s chasing money. And I was like, oh, money's got to be the solution for all these problems I have while I'm like downing a bottle of like Captain Morgan every night. You know what I mean? And like being in this super dark place. And and that was what I experienced. And, and I had a near death. I've had a few near death moments, to be honest with you. But one of the things I'm always thinking about is reestablishing my relationship with death. Because when you like really sit with it and you understand that one day this is all over, like it's done, it will change the way that you live and exist within the world. What was it about the, and and I want to talk about this because I, I do think that people are terrified of dying and and there's not the fact that I'm not like scared to die. I don't want to die. I hope I die without pain and without some really crazy thing happening to me, but I also rationalize the idea like it's going to happen. And so it pushes me to move at a pace in which most people, they look at me, they 
they go, you're a workaholic. You don't ever take a break. And I'm like, but you have to understand, I love what I do. I'm obsessed with it to the right. point that I don't mind the hundred hour work weeks. And in fact, because I'm building something, I'm creating something. Talk to me about the relationship of death that you've had and the way that that has really catapulted you into trying to create this life that you have now. Yeah, man. Um, my relationship with death is is crazy, uh, in my opinion, right? I know a lot of people have experienced a lot of other things, and, and I don't want to take that away from anyone else. But um, like I said earlier, from losing my mom when I was six years old, that that to me was was devastating, because I'll, I'll never forget, you know, the setting we were at a party, you know, that my grandparents were hosting for one of my little cousins. And, um, my mom had been in and out of the hospital for a while, but to me, it was just a routine. It was just something that she was doing. Right. And at six years old, how do you really explain all the crazinesses of a terminal illness? So I saw her that day in the hospital. Um, and she looked fine to me, right? Again, she looked like, you know, every other time she was in the hospital. So I didn't see the difference there. And then it was, three or four hours later where my dad pulled me and my like one and a half year old sister into a room to explain to us that our mom was not coming back. And, um, that was, that was tough. Right. I mean, I didn't even like, I, I didn't even remember the next week. I just, I feel like it was just black because I just <laughs> like, just how do you, how do you go through that the rest of your life now? Like not having that person that was supposed to be there to nurture you, right. And develop you over the years. And then from there, it was her sister and then, you know, another aunt and another cousin, right, you know, over the course of my, my early childhood. And so it almost numbed me, right, a little bit to death as a child. But then fast forward to my time in service, um, my last deployment, uh, and this was after, again, I started my, my journey of, um, of self-development, I was in the Middle East and um, I remember getting a phone call from, or a text message, right? Like a Facebook message from my uncle telling me that my aunt, so my mom's last and final living sister, um, who had already beaten the odds of sickle cell, would, has gone to the hospital three times in the week. And I remember feeling that gut feeling in, in, in my chest saying, okay, something's wrong. Something's wrong. I don't know what's going what's gonna to happen here, but I just started praying and um, we ended up losing her and, um, and I remember asking my command to go down and bury her in the ground because she had kind of taken that mantle of the mother figure in my life at that point. And they said no, um, because she wasn't an immediate family member, right? She wasn't, uh, she wasn't a part of that, like inner circle that the military deems that you, are granted emergency leave for those scenarios. And so I had to, you know, look my family in the eyes coming back from a nine month deployment and saying, Hey, I tried to get here. Right. But that feeling of shame, right. That feeling of, uh, of disappointment was huge and heavy in, in my life. And so that is kind of what ultimately led me to leave service. But, you know, just this recurring, you know, um, cycle of early death in my life just that's really what catapulted me to say hey life is too short man i gotta work i gotta hustle like you said mike like i don't mind working 100 plus hours a week because i am creating something right I, I'm, I'm trying to leave something behind it doesn't matter if you know i end up dying 
five years from now, five days from now, or 50 years from now, right? At the very least, I will have at least tried, right? To do something to leave behind. And, and I'm proud of what I have, you know, done at this point. And I'm excited about all the things that I have yet to do. So Yeah, I love that, man. And, and my, my heart goes out to you, man, because I think about how many times that we do have to make sacrifices in our lives, right? And sometimes it's by choice. And sometimes it's by proxy. You know, at 18 years old, I, I put a, I told my mother, I sat down with her and I said, you're not allowed to be in my life anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. She was a drug addict. She was an alcoholic. Um, she was a liar, a thief, a narcissist, like you name it. Right. right. Like she would drink and drive the whole nine. Like, and I, I foresaw, like, I knew, like, if I kept her in my life, that I would not be having this conversation with you today. Right. I could just foresee it. My gut told me right. sometimes the hardest thing that we have to do is the best thing. Yeah. And, and years later, that has paid dividends in my life to be able to put myself in a position to even have this kind of conversation. But you talk about sacrifice. There's not like, I don't think people really understand the power of a sacrifice that you're not ready to make until you have to make it. And, and you've done that multiple times. Talk to me about that, like realizing these moments in which you're like, I got to make a sacrifice, even if I'm not ready and the impact that that has on your life, whether good or bad. Yeah, no, it's it's a huge, huge crossroads, I, I think, right in your life. And, and just like you said, Mike, like you, you gotta, you gotta see, you gotta project, right a little bit. And you have to say, okay, am I going to be better off in the future, right making the sacrifice right now? Or am I going to be, you know, uh, worse off just just kind of staying in this environment? Um, I mean, we've all heard the phrase, you know, you're, you're a sum total of the five closest people in your life, right? Or I would say five closest influences because they don't necessarily always have to be people. Um, they can be things, they can be books, they can be, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing spiritually. But, um, but yeah, you got to make that choice. And, you know, for me and as a veteran and for, you know, other veterans that might be listening to this, you know, you have to, when, when you experience that sacrifice that you aren't ready to make and you're still in, you have three choices, right? And, and I know you've all have seen maybe someone experience this or maybe you've gone through yourself, you know, but that feeling of needing to lash out, right? What does that do for you really at the end of the day? Like if you can, you can kick, you can scream, you can punch, you, know, you can do whatever you want, but that doesn't solve your problem, right? You can, you can um, opt out, you can end your life. Right. But is that a solution? Is that really something that is going to help solve anyone's issue? It's going to cause more problems. It'll cause more problems for the people you leave behind. Right. And, and it doesn't do anything to help, you know, you in your future and all the things, all the positive changes, all the good that you can do and bring. Right. Or you can get out. Right. Choose. Uh, for me, it was choosing to get out. Right. But not getting out violently, getting out smartly. Right. And choosing to invest in that time to personally develop myself on my way out the door. Um, but that's how, you know, I, I, I choose to you know, make that sacrifice as calmly as I can make it and then try and better myself on the back end of whatever situation I'm going through. Because I always have to remind myself the situation that I'm in right now is not as important as where I'm going. I was told taught that, um, you know, someone told me that while I was at the Naval Academy and that mentor is still a, still a, a positive father figure in my life. 
and um, and I was kind of going through a rough breakup at the time, right? It was a rough breakup at the time, but it was but it was still something so pivotal and profound that I've applied that lesson to a lot of the sacrifices in my life since then, and it's been and it's been great. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Michael here. I just wanted to take a moment and invite you to the Think Unbroken Community Coaching Sessions. We start these sessions at the beginning of every month, and we take a deep dive into the baseline and frameworks of what it means to get out of the vortex and become the hero of your own story through community, connection, commitment, and education. You can learn more about this at healtraumacoach.com, where you can fill out an application and sign up for a trauma healing call with me or my team to see if the Think Unbroken community coaching sessions is right for you. That's at healtraumacoach.com. We start at the beginning of every month. I cannot wait to see you there. And I'll be honest with you, if I'm not the right fit for you, we will help you find the person that can help you on your journey. Yeah, that, that's powerful. And and there's so much truth in that. And, and like, look, as someone who has had suicide attempt in my own life, it was being in this place where I'm like, man, this is fucking rock bottom. Like, I don't even know if I can go any lower than this. And in that moment, what was really spectacular, call it divine intervention, I don't care what you call it, there was this moment I realized this promise that I made to myself when I was eight years old, going across the street to our neighbor's house and stealing water because we were so poor, the water company had cut our water off. And I was just in this moment, like turning on their spigot, filling up this little blue bucket and being like, when you're a grown up, this won't be your life. And, and as I had this final breakdown of all breakdowns, right? The rock bottom, it could not go any lower. I was like, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? Amen. And the words, no excuses, just results came into my mind. And it has become the precursor for everything that I do in my life. But that required a tremendous amount of action to go from where I was 11, 12 years ago to where I am right now having this conversation with you. Talk about the power of actually taking action against the things that you're thinking. Yeah, man, that that's a great, great topic. Action is critical. Okay, so I'll break it to you like this. Um, in the service, they teach us not to get pinned down. Getting pinned down is the worst possible place to be. Your enemy can flank you around all sides. If you're just hiding there cowering behind whatever object, you know, with all these bullets flying overhead. Your enemy will flank you and they will get you, all right? So you have to keep moving. And I think that's a critical lesson in life too. If you, if you allow your, you know, your, your, um, yourself to succumb to your fears, to your emotions, to the depression, right? All that stuff will eat you inside and it'll not only prevent you from doing all the good that you have the potential to do, but it'll also it'll, it'll, it'll cause you to see life through such a negative lens. And people, by and large, are not evil, right? I mean, there there are evil people. I'm not saying there are not, but but things are not always out to get you. And if you live life through that type of lens, you're not living a fulfilling and fruitful life. You're not. So keep moving, right? Uh, Tony Robbins teaches us that um, you know your emotions are controlled by your motions, right? So you have to get up, change your action, right? Cre create a spark in your body so you can give yourself more energy to uh, to get yourself out of that negative mindset that you're in right and i think that's critical and that's definitely something that i try and do when i'm when i'm feeling you know in those down moments i'm not perfect right no one is 
right? Life, life has ups and downs. And you're not, I'm not saying that you need to, you know, be Tony Robbins. But what I'm saying is that, you know, when you're, when you're feeling negative and if you haven't tried it before, try it, try getting up, try moving around, try keeping your head in, in a, in a an upright position, right? Maybe your chest out and do that little Superman stance and just see how your emotions change. Hold it for two minutes. Just keep breathing and just see what happens, man, because I guarantee you those two minutes changing your state from from that negative emotion you're feeling into something more positive will be more beneficial for you in the long run. I guarantee it. Yeah. And, that, and that's so much about the action. I'm, I'm constantly thinking about the the idea that what you think becomes what you speak and what you speak becomes your action and yeah. your action become your reality. And everything is about that. But we're, we're faced with this, especially if you come from any type of traumatic background, losing a parent, being abused, whatever that is, this thing called depression kind of starts to show its ugly little head. And I, I, I gotta be honest, man, I don't know anyone. I've never met anyone on planet earth who has not battled depression, but especially people from the military are amazing veterans. And my family, I come from a military family. I would have been in the military had I not had an injury in high school in which I couldn't pass MEPS, but it was my dream. It was the only thing I ever wanted to do. Cause I saw fucking Tom Berenger in sniper. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to be a Marine Corps scout sniper. Like I distinctly remember it. Like it was yesterday. I'm eight years old. I'm home from school. It's a summer day. It's on television. I was just like, Oh, right. Having that moment. And, and one of the things that I understand and, and look, I'll never get to have that life. And I'm, I have so much gratitude and appreciation for not only my family, but for you and for everyone that serves not only my country, but their countries, because it's a calling that's so much bigger than you. But the question is, and because we're not having the conversation enough, how do you deal with the depression of being deployed? How do you deal with the depression mm-hmm. of, I can't see my family, my kids, yeah. my best friend, my mom, go to the funeral, go to the birthday party, be in that. Cause it takes its toll, man. How it do you does. deal with that? It really does, man. Well, I'll, first of all, I'll tell you how you don't deal with it. Okay. You don't deal with it by getting lost in social media, scrolling through Instagram, seeing everyone living their best lives and just feeling sorry about yourself. Right. Because that's what I did. That's what my sailors and my Marines did. Right. And they, and, and it just causes this, this feeling of desire and want and, and just all, all this unnecessary emotion that you don't need. What you should do instead is find ways to use your time investing in yourself, right? Invest in your growth. Pick up a book. Read. I read one book and it changed my entire life. Rich Dad, Poor Dad set me on the path to where I am now, where I own more than you know 10 different properties in five different states and two different countries you know i've started a company and grown a community of twenty-five thousand plus veterans inspiring them to take action and to invest in real estate if i'd never read that book i would have never tapped into my source of energy and my potential that i had to give me the direction to grow and and i'm, I'm not saying that to stand on a pedestal here i'm saying that that's that's the potential that you have as a veteran if you're going through a long deployment, it's already tough being far away from your family, not being able to communicate, but through emails, maybe text messages or, 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 or whatever you have the bandwidth for, right? Because a lot of our systems out there are still old school and, 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 um, and decrepit. But anyway, 
Um, you know, it's, you got to do something to change it out. If it's online courses that you can read, great. If it's, um, you know, or you can do, then great. If it's a book that you can read, even better. Um, you know, podcasts. I mean, I, I spent less time watching Netflix on my last deployment and more time, you know, watching how to's on YouTube. And, and not, not, not all of those how to's are great now, right? Because there's a lot of misinformation out there. But even the misinformation is enough to kind of get you inspired to do something right different. So that's fine. Just don't worry about that. And just invest more of that time and that energy learning new things stuff that's going to add value to your life. I mean, I talk about high income skills a lot because as a veteran, a lot of times you, you get lost in that world of, you know, working for someone else's mission and, and, um, and, you know, serving the country and wearing that badge of honor. Sometimes it becomes a crutch to the point where now you feel lost and you don't have an identity for yourself. So on the back end, when you're looking to transition, you just, you're looking for someone else to give you instructions and, and guidance in life, but you don't need that. They taught you the discipline. They taught you the ability to, you know, go out and to, um, to not fail at your mission, right? So take that, take the discipline and go out and apply that in your own life. Take charge and carry out the plan of your life, okay? Be your own boss. Develop skills in sales and marketing or coaching and consulting. Take your passions and convert them into something that can earn you multiple six, seven, and eight-figure incomes in any economy, all right? Um, but that's that's how I recommend you know you 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 challenge that uh, that deployment period because everyone thinks the common misconception is that when you're on deployment you're on mission twenty four seven. I mean it, you kind of are in a way because you're always on call, but you're not always on watch. And there's a lot of off time that that accumulates. And when you spend it watching Netflix, surfing social media doing things, you know, and living other people's lives vicariously through them, that is not doing anything to, to add value to you. So you don't have to necessarily be an entrepreneur. You can do things to develop yourself spiritually, right? Mentally, physically, right? You can, I've seen a lot of gym buffs, right? Come back from deployment, losing like 50 pounds and gaining all the muscles and stuff. Like that's great, you know, do that, but do something that's going to add value to you positively. Uh, don't just use it um, you know, thinking about the life that you could have and thinking about all the things that have gone wrong between you and your spouse or your family and, and this and that and, and all these regrets that you have that just weighs you down and it, and it doesn't help you become a better person in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think that translates over to civilian life in such a true way, because there are so many people who they're blaming the world for why they can't have the life that they want to have. And yet they're watching television all night. They're hanging out at bars all night. They're not going to the gym. They're not doing self-care. They're not doing self-help. They're not doing self-education. That's really, I'm trying to coin self-education now because it's like, I think we're past the help part of it. Now we're learning. Right. And, and you have the opportunity to step into creating the life that you want to have, but it starts with acknowledgement and saying that you are capable of doing this. You are capable of building this. And everyone starts at zero. Everyone starts at zero. And the one thing that I've learned about not only being an entrepreneur, but a leader in this space or a talk, a talker, I was going to call myself a talker. I am a talker. I never shut up, but like <laughs> getting on stage and speaking and, and, and all of these things is that it started with zero. It started with no one coming to the workshops. It started with one person in the audience. It started with one listener, 
one follower, one, one line in the book, right? It always starts there. And people are so concerned that if they don't do it all right now, immediately, that no one's going to take them seriously. So true. I've been building and creating this thing for five years, but I've also been creating my life for the last 10, probably 12 with intention. Can you talk about the power of intention and clarity mm. as you're moving towards these goals and these things that you want to create in your life? That is so, so critical. If you don't have intention, then you will not see the result you're looking for. You, you can't. And, and, and I love this, this topic, Mike, because I mean, I've seen my, my transformation from the time I started, you know, to, to even now and, and the clarity that I've had in, in the market that I'm tapping into, right, in the veteran community. You know, when I started out, you know, I knew that, okay, your network is your net worth. Right? I hear all these awesome buzzwords, but I didn't really know what that mean, what that meant. My intention back then was to say, okay, I just need to network with people more successful than me. And that's great. And that's how it started. Now, right? It's way more intentional than that. It's not just people who are more successful than me. It's people who are doing exactly what I want to do. Right. And so I want to go and network myself in their circles so I can ask them questions that relate to where I'm trying to go and I can be more fulfilled by that network. It's nice to have a bunch of cool friends that have a lot of money or have a lot of success and wealth, but it's nothing if they can't do anything to positively help impact you in your life. Right. And so, so, you know, for, for you listening to this, you know, think about the next time you step into a meeting, right? Whether it's just a corporate meeting, right? Or whether, or whether it's a meeting with friends, Think about the next time you have a conversation with your family. Think about the next time you have a conversation with a friend, right? What is your intention with that conversation, with that meeting, with that time that you're about to spend? If you're going to go and you're going to take a trip with your family, okay, great. It's nice to just put yourself in, in the position to go on that trip, but what are you looking to accomplish from it? Are you trying to get closer as a family? Are you trying to, to bond? Are you trying to talk about... A, a challenging period that you experience with this friend or this family member, right? You, you need to be intentional with your decisions, with your actions, with your conversations in order to really achieve the result you're looking for. And I think that before the intention piece, there's a little bit of that clarity piece that has to come before that, Mike, because that's huge. I mean, sometimes you don't, you don't really know what your intention is. And the reason you don't know that is because you're not clear on what you want. You have to be clear on what you want first, right? Then you'll be able to intentionally move in the direction that you're looking for or, 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 the, um, or have the conversations that you need to have in order to produce the results that you want. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I, I think about that in everything, like from, from business and self-development and relationships and career and connection. Think about this. If I didn't have intention and clarity about the conversation that you and I were going to have today, we'd be talking about fucking sports and shit that don't matter, right? That's and, right. <laughs> and like that applies across the board. Like yep. I hate water cooler talk. This idea that we're going to have these bullshit conversations for 30 seconds brings no value to anyone's life. So when you're engaging in connection community with people, make a commitment to the idea that you, you can show up, that you can be present. Yeah. But here's what's really fascinating in all of this. And people are listening to this and they're hearing it and they're going, well, I understand that from this very high level, but from a practical standpoint, when I think about actually showing up and doing things in my life, I feel like a fraud. 
mm. I feel like this isn't me. I feel like there's this limiting self-belief. And for me, it has only changed through this idea of just, I'm going to do it until it becomes real. How do you, how do you work through this, Mike? How do you go from, I have this idea, but I'm concerned about judgment to I'm going to do it anyway, because I believe in it enough that I'm willing to suffer. Man, that's, that's powerful. I, I really think that when you are able to do something despite yourself, that's when you really see the biggest change, not only in yourself, but also in the impact that you're having. Guys, you cannot let this imposter syndrome is what we call it, right, in, in this world, um, you know, get you down. Take that action anyway. Who cares if you haven't hit the, the threshold of success yet? There are people that are still stuck at the cover of the book, even if you just got through chapter one, you still have the ability to inspire them, pick them up, help them get started. Okay. And by the time you help enough people get started in life, you might be on chapter two, chapter three, and you'll be able to continue on and so on and so forth. But for me, it was the level of confidence, right? I mean, who am I? I invested in all of one property when I started this company here, Active Duty Passive Income. And who am I? And I read a book, right? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Cool. <laughs> now that makes me an expert in real estate investing? Hell no, right? But but you don't have to claim to be an expert. And if you if you want to be technical in life, no one really is an expert. I mean, we I think we all like to think that we are, right? When you're when you've come to a certain level of knowledge, and sure, right? That can be the perception. But everyone's still learning. Everyone's still growing. Like you and I were talking about this before the show. Like we, we are constantly putting ourselves in an environment where we're learning and growing. But once you learn and you grow, you cannot forget to leave those who are still learning and growing behind. And I, I live by this philosophy. God gave us two hands, one to pull ourselves up and one to reach down and pull someone else with them. Right. And in that philosophy, you have to be able to you know, move despite what you feel about yourself, despite whatever your emotions are, there are people that look up to you that are, that are, that need you to help inspire them so they can take action in their life. And you are doing a disservice for them. If you believe in your emotions and you limit your ability to, uh, to get past this idea that you're not good enough, that you're not capable enough, that you're not experienced enough to share your knowledge and your journey. Did you know that you can sponsor an episode of the Think Unbroken podcast? All you have to do is visit thinkunbrokenpodcast.com and there's a little coffee icon down there at the bottom of the screen or you can click the sponsor an episode link and your name will go on the sponsored list for sponsors of the Think Unbroken podcast. One of the things you may not know is that this is an internal podcast. There's no major sponsors. Coca-Cola doesn't sponsor us. We don't get the Joe Rogan endorsement. We're over here trying to create massive change in the world. And I cannot do it alone. And I need your help. So if you have the ability, please visit thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, help sponsor an episode, and we will put your name on the sponsorship list where everyone can see your contribution to the Unbroken Nation. My friend, I appreciate it so much. I want to continue to make these shows and bring tremendous value to your life, to our world, and to the Unbroken Nation, but I cannot do it alone. If you have the ability, please visit thinkunbrokenpodcast.com and sponsor an episode. All right, my friends. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're spot on. And I, I shared with, with one of my clients the other day, we were in this coaching session and 
you know, I looked at them and I said, you are being selfish by not sharing your message. Yes. Because, and look, whether you're religious or not, it doesn't matter. God, spirit, universe, call it what you want. But some people adamantly and truly believe that they are here for a purpose. I am yep. one of those people. I believe I am. Like, because why else would you suffer, right? Right. Where else do you suffer? And to not to not use your voice is so selfish. And sometimes like the, I think the truth is the reality is we're concerned about what other people think. And I'm always like, what do they have to do with me? I get canceled, right. Mike, I get canceled every day, brother. I get emails <laughs> every day, I get canceled. And I'm like, so what's your point? What do you have to do with me? Cause this person over here needs my help and needs my Amen voice. And that. so that limiting belief that you have, the only way that goes away is through creating action. Mm -hmm. Now, Mike, I want to ask you this question because I want to come back to something you said a couple of minutes ago. You know, we find ourselves wearing this badge that becomes a, a crutch and that applies across the board. Trauma survivor, artist, CEO, corporate exec, blah, 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 you know, janitor, doesn't matter, right? We, we get tied and labeled and we stick with these labels and they become in our way and they become this crutch where we use it as an excuse. How do you find a new mission? Mm. Finding a new mission is, is important. And I like what you said there because, you know, those labels really do get in our way. You know, you got to step outside yourself first and to say, okay, what, or I'm sorry, you got to look in, you have to look inward to yourself and you have to say, okay, what inspires me? What, what, um, what am I passionate about? Right. And, and I would even say, you know, you know, think back to some conversations that you've had, you know, with yourself or I'm sorry, conversations you had with other people, you know, previously, what do they compliment you about? What, what traits, what, what skills do they, did they, um, you know, say that you're really good at, right? Because when you're finding a new mission, you know, you want to be able to say, okay, you want to be able to fall back on your base and say, okay, what is my, what's my superpower, right? Like what, what, what is easy for me to do that's harder for other people to do? And, and then more importantly, at the end of all those questions that you ask and you answer for yourself, who is it that you want to serve? Who do you want to help? Because in order for you to have an accurate target, right? You have to understand everything about that target. You have to know who it is that, that, that you're helping in this mission that you're going to set for yourself, right? So start, start with yourself and then end outside yourself and say, okay, this is, these are my talents. These are my passions. This is what I'm, I'm happy about. This is what uh, I, can, I can value. I can bring to this marketplace, right? And then in this mission, Right? I need to find a target. So who can I best serve? And a lot of times, guys, you might find out that that person looks a lot like the person you see in the mirror. Real talk. Because you've been through a journey. You have a story. When No matter what it is, no matter how you're choosing to help somebody out, you know, nine times out of ten, that person's going to have a lot of traits similar to you. Because you're speaking your own truth. You're speaking your own message, your own challenges and your story and how you overcame them. So, you know, it starts the, the best way to start a new mission, man, is, is to start there. Figure out what, you know, what you can bring, what value you bring, and then figure out who you can share that value with the most and inspire. Yeah, I, 
I yeah. love that, man. I love that. It's so true. It's so true because, you know, I, I see myself in so many of my clients and, you know, I've coached thousands of people now around the world. And I'm always like, I see that I've experienced that I've been there. And that's so much about community and connection. And then you're, you're, you're parlaying with them. But, you know, I look at it like this. I have mentors who, I mean, they're, they're so far above where I want to go that it becomes a marker. It becomes a destination, not an intimidation, right? And sometimes I think you just have to align yourself with people who are where you want to be, coming back to your point a few minutes ago. And in doing so, allots you the ability to be a learner, yeah. to go, I'm going to come and learn. You know, I, I have another question to go back because I want to come full circle on something you said that's really important. You said a book changed my life. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This mm. book changed my life. When I thought about personal development, I used to be like, this shit is fucking stupid, right? Why would you ever do Tony Robbins? I was saw that dude in shallow how, and it was like, are you kidding me right now? And then what happened is I realized something. Somebody knows something that I don't and I need it. And I have amazing mentors. I've been mentored by, by Tony, by Tom Bilyeu, by Marie Forleo, by Grant Cardone and, and Pete Vargas and Pat Quinn. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And, and that all started with a book. It all started with, can I do one thing? Can I read one thing? And it, and it began with this moment of looking at and recognizing, like, if I don't do this, then how am I ever going to have the life that I want to have? Mm. How, for the people who are stuck, like where I was, where they're like, self-help is stupid. I don't even know why I'm listening to this fucking podcast. How did, what, what advice do you give them to be able to step into this with vulnerability to acknowledge, you know what, maybe I need this? Yeah, no, that, that's great, man. I would say it all comes back to what I said earlier about clarity. That's huge. You got to get clear with yourself, where you're at currently, and asking you, just, just do an internal audit. Am I living a life that helps me be fulfilled? Right? Am I living a life that, that, that gives me that feeling that I have arrived where I want to be? Right? I, I am making the impact I want to have. I, I'm making the money that I want to make. I'm spending the time with my family that I want to spend. You know, Whatever it is, you got to ask yourself that, and, and it really starts there. And if your answer is yes, then great. Then why are you listening to this? You know, why, why, why are you in the self-help space? Maybe you're good. Maybe you don't need anything. But I... I, I guarantee you that most of you listening to this probably are not there yet. And, and that's okay, right? But now you have to ask yourself, what are you doing to get there? What are you currently doing? You know, I, I, I listened, I used to hear this thing, which was overplayed. And now it's now it kind of makes sense to continue to bring up, you know, that definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I mean, it's true. It really is true. And if you... If you think that, you know, you are going to have that fulfilled life and continue to do what you're doing right now, then you're, you're absolutely crazy. You have to give something up, right? Grant talks about this, right? In order to, to get something, you got to give something up. You got to lose your mind, right? <laughs> That's what he said. But it's true, though. Like, you have to lose the way that you're currently thinking because I guarantee you that way that you're thinking right now is, is holding you back from success. Mike, you talked about mentorship. That's critical. A lot of people have this where, oh, I don't want to pay for mentorship. I don't want to pay for coaching. Why not? 
why do you pay for college in the, in the chance to, to learn all these different things in the hopes of landing a job on the back end? F that. I want to pay for the coaching that's going to give me the most direct result. That's going to teach me one specific thing that it's going to help me get to the other side, right? That I know I'm going to be able to do. For me, my coaching helps me produce more for my clients, right? For the military veterans that I help inspire and teach high-income skills because I know if I learn and I grow and I take action on the things that I'm learning, I can inspire and teach other people to do the same. So by result, the coaching I invest in helps me invest in other you know, individuals and helps grow my income and helps me give the impact that I want to have in life. Right? So what are you doing? Right? Yeah. Are you, how, how is Netflix that you're watching every single night adding to your income right? or adding to the impact that you want to have in life? It's nice to watch all these cool shows on people doing incredible things and you know, doing these competitions and making money. That's all entertainment. That's great. But all that's doing is distracting you until you go back to your nine to five and keep living this vicious cycle that you keep doing to yourself every single day. You have to break it. If you don't break it, you're never going to change. You're never going to live that life of abundance that you were called for. Yeah. Yeah. And look, and, and I'll say this too, Mike, cause you know, I think it sometimes when, when you're in these spaces, you people come off as preachy. And I want to say this, if you're good with the nine to five and Netflix, live your best life as my homegirl Oprah says, no judgments. But if you're putting your head on the pillow at night and you're like, I hate my life, you need to do something about it because yeah. the truth is nobody's going to do it for you. And if you don't believe in yourself, who will? And I'm going to tell you that. right now, you're worried about spending $10 on a book and I'm about to spend six figures on a coach. And, but yeah. look, I started at zero. Mike, I'll tell you right now, 10 years ago, I literally had to ask my girlfriend to pay for rent money. Yeah. I had to, I was that broke. Right. And the reality is that now my life is very different because I was willing to go through and sacrifice. Yeah. You can have the life that you want to have. I believe this as much as I know the sun will rise in the morning. You can have the life you want to have, but you're going to have to sacrifice. It's going to be hard. It's going to be more difficult than you even think it's going to be. Yeah. But on the backside of it, it will be worth it. My friend, we're running out of time here. And before I ask you my last question, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, yeah, man. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Military Mike Foster. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook, right? Whatever. If you want to hit me up and email directly, feel free. Mike at military-mike.com. Um, but yeah, would love to connect with any one of you guys. And yeah, appreciate my time. Appreciate your time. Yeah, of course, my friend. And, and guys, go and check out Mike. It's what The work he's doing is incredible. Um, as someone from a military family who desperately wanted to be, I was that guy, I wanted to be in the military. I was in JROTC. Like I just, I needed it. I needed to escape like the reality of growing up in poverty. And I didn't get that. But what I did get is still, I got the family and brotherhood because of people like Mike. And I'm super appreciative. My last question for you, my friend is, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Mm, that's a powerful question. I got to say it, it means to live that life of fulfillment, right? Despite what you hear, despite what you've been taught, despite all the things that might have held you back. For me, being unbroken is being the absolute most, you know, unstoppable version of military Mike I can be, right? To go out there and to do all these things 
even when people say, oh, Mike, you're doing too much. You can't do all this stuff. Watch me. I am unbroken. Love it, my friend. Love it. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for hanging out today. Remember, please like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.